Good morning, everyone. Are there any boys and girls here? I've got some sweets. You might want to come closer. You might want to drag your parents with you. Did anyone bring their Christmas present to church? Anyone? Did you bring a Christmas present to church, Chloe? Stephen, did you bring a Christmas present to church? Hey? Joshy, there's some smarties in my bag. Give these two clever kids. There we go. Oh, there comes some more. Oh, now they're coming. Now they're coming. Now they were first. They were first. But you guys can hang around you. See, this is my Christmas present for Cindy and I. And it comes from our kids. And her name is... Okay, so we've got a, a dog called... Uh, I mean, a cat called Piglet. And now we have a dog called Bunny. Uh, courtesy of my children. There you go. Now let's see what we got. Okay, guys. First of all, I heard there's some birthdays. Andre Truter. There goes my mask. Someone, if they can catch that. Um, on the 27th, uh, Matthew Fortkins and JP Lucht. So, uh, and a couple of others. So, uh, just uh, Merry Christmas. No, what's it? Happy birthday. There we go. Happy Christmas. Okay. So, got a question for you. And I've got to warn you, these came from the Christmas crackers. What do you call a singing laptop? Adele. Oh, there we go. Oh, gee, come on, guys. What do you call shoes made of banana peels? Slippers. Who said that? <laughs> Gary, Gary, here we go. Okay. That's your last gift. You give away all my gifts. No, no, this one, baby. Okay, no, 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 no. It'll have to wait. Okay, I'm going to have a few more of these later. Okay. Why did the picture go to jail? It was framed. There you go. So now you know um, that uh, we need to up our Christmas cards and get some better jokes in them. Okay. Folks, we started last Sunday just looking at the message that came to Mary. And, uh, and we're going to have another look at, um, at that. And, uh, and so I just want to turn... To, uh, we're going to look at, at the story from Luke chapter 1. But we're going to look at it in a unique way. We're going to look at it as it comes to us from uh, a lady called Sally Lloyd-Jones. Now Sally um, has written it in children's language. And so uh, we're going to have a look at that and then we are going to, uh, we're going to look at that together. But just quickly... Why are doctors always calm? They've got a lot of patients. There we go. They knew that one. Okay. And then, um, let's see, what else have we got here? Okay, this is a tough one. Okay, my family can't answer this one. What did the sushi say to the bee? Wasabi. Okay, well, someone enjoyed that down on the, my right here. Okay, okay, let's dive in. 
So from the storybook Bible we read, everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people just as he had promised in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he look like? What would he do? You know, the mountains would bow down, the seas would roar, the trees would have clapped their hands, but instead the earth held its breath. As silent snow was falling, God came in. When no one was looking, in the darkness God came. You see, there was a young girl who was engaged to a man named Joseph. Joseph was the great, 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 times 28, grandson of King David. And one morning this girl was minding her own business when suddenly a great warrior of light appeared right there in her bedroom. He was Gabriel. He was an angel, a special messenger from heaven. And when she saw the tall man standing, shining right there, Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared, Gabriel said. God is very happy with you. Mary looked around to see if perhaps he was talking to someone else, but of course there was no one there. Mary, Gabriel said, and he laughed with such gladness as Mary's eyes filled with sudden tears. Mary, you're going to have a baby, a little boy. You will call him Jesus. He's God's own son. He's the one. He's the rescuer. He's the Messiah. The God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling round and round. The God who made the universe with just a word. The one who can do anything at all was making himself small. And coming down as a baby? Wait. God was sending a baby to rescue the world? But that's too wonderful, Mary said, and felt her heart beating hard. How can this be true? Gabriel replied, is anything too wonderful for God? And so Mary trusted God more than what her eyes could see. And she believed and she said, I am God's servant. I will do whatever he says. And the story then continues and explains how Mary and Joseph had to travel for many days, even though Mary was about to have a baby, so it was very hard. And then they reached Bethlehem, and the town was so full that they had to stay where the cows and donkeys stayed. And the story continues, and there in the stable among the chickens and the donkeys and the cows and the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift, a baby that would change the world his baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm and they made a soft bed of straw and used the animal feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Joseph and Mary named him Jesus. Sorry, named Jesus Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us because of course he had so we're looking at the message you know so often we get caught up in how this message came you know all these angels and this incredible stuff that was happening and those were obviously signs and wonders and they were important because they tell us how important the message is but precisely because the message is so, matters so much that we have all those signs, have all those things that are so amazing. 
And so we looked a little bit last week, and a quick reminder for those who weren't with us, from the name Jesus, God saves. We learn that God's kingdom comes because he saves his people and makes them his own. So we get a new identity and we belong to God. And secondly, from the name Messiah or Christ, which means the anointed one, which was just another title for Israel's king. So when David, for example, wasn't yet king and the king and and him were nearly getting into a fight, he said, I will not touch the Messiah. I will not touch the anointed one because that was the kind of title, the way of thinking that someone had been set aside by God to rule. And not just set aside, but someone was actually being given the ability by the Spirit of God to rule, to bring justice, to bring fairness, to bring care for the vulnerable, and to make a difference, and to gain victory over God's enemies. And so the story is that God's presence comes and His kingdom comes, and that God's kingdom comes through His anointing. Throughout history we see His, as it were, presence comes among us now we haven't had a chance to read it all but just a little bit later after jesus was born within seven days they went from bethlehem which wasn't too far away to the temple to take jesus for um, as it were to be prayed over and some of the very special people there prayed over him and they warned mary though that one day a sword would pierce her own heart her own soul, that there would be something in that space that would like tear her heart apart. There would be suffering. And so in this moment of joy, and then shortly after that, there's even more hardship when King Herod finds out from the wise men that a great king has been born in this little town and he wants to kill all the little baby boys and many of them die. You see, the believers understood from the Old Testament that God would save them. But they also understood that this would involve suffering. And that God would save them. So we've looked at what we learned from Moses about these titles. We've looked at what we learned from King David about these titles. But we also learned something from the prophets about these titles. And, and this, one of the titles is of a suffering servant. That God would rule through someone called the Son of Man. So we've got these two titles. One of them is the suffering servant. The other is the Son of Man. The Son of Man is this glorious figure and he's got armies with him. And, he, and, he, and it looks like he conquers heaven itself. And his people rule the whole earth if you read Daniel chapter 7. And at the same time. There's this figure called the suffering servant who gets beaten up and who dies and who suffers and who bleeds and who makes atonement for the sins of many. And when the believers of that day try to understand it was like was like complete mystery to them. They couldn't understand how you could have a great king who conquers everyone and rules through his people and someone who also suffers and dies. How can someone who suffers so much truly be a great king? You see, no one understood. And so Israel mostly, sort of like, they leaned towards the idea of the great king. They just didn't like this idea of the suffering. 
And certainly it wouldn't have been easy holding little baby Jesus to hear that a sword would pierce her soul. It wouldn't pierce her body, but it would break her heart and traumatize her thoughts. Now to simplify this a whole lot, but not to oversimplify it. Jesus was the first person who brought together in his teaching from the beginning of his teaching the idea of the suffering servant and the son of man there was no contradiction in his mind jesus was the first one who understood and lived out that although the son of man and that was the title he gave himself he was the suffering servant who would die jesus knew he would bring god's kingdom through his anointed sonship and he would save his people by defeating their enemies now listen to this by dying for them on a cross and so Mary gets all these messages I'm gonna ask the sound team if they can just play for us a song and the song captures something of the wonder of what it must have been all the questions she had but the song looks back at Jesus's life and ask the question Mary did you know Baby boy will one day rule 
Jesus knew. Jesus knew he was the one. You can say what you like about Jesus, and, and there are honest questions. And people often like to pick and choose some of the things that Jesus said and take it, and for example, that he called us to love one another or be kind to people who mean. And those are all true. But Jesus knew. Jesus knew. Mary had to find out. But Jesus knew. Jesus carried the awareness and he was the first one to make the connection and live it consistently and do everything that both required. The suffering servant and the glorious son of man who comes with the clouds of heaven. Jesus knew he was the one. It's a legitimate question. Mary, did you know? <laughs> but Jesus knew. He was bringing God's kingdom through anointed sonship. He was saving his people by defeating their enemies when he died for them on the cross. And he was winning to himself the very people den who denied him, betrayed him, and sinned against him. So Jesus put it this way in Mark chapter 10 and verse 45. For even the Son of Man, that great picture from the Old Testament of a conquering king with crowds appearing before the glory of God's presence, even the Son of Man did not come to be served. This great king did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so Jesus combines in himself all these titles and he achieves the victory of the Son of Man by embracing the death of the suffering servant. You know, when the Apostle John was writing his first chapter of how God's word, God's promise, God's revelation, God's Communication, the word became human. He says people didn't understand. People didn't know. People didn't realize. He says this, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And listen to this, though the world was made through him, the world didn't recognize him. You see, God came incognito so that he could genuinely represent us. From the very beginning of time, God knew that he would have to suffer, but that people would have to choose to believe. And so though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who receive him, God's word says. How do you do this? To those who believe in his name. Now we've looked at these names. Jesus, God saves. Messiah, he's the anointed king. He's the Savior. 
He's Emmanuel. Is God with he, us. He is the High King of all kings. To those who believe in His name and who recognize all that God gave in that message to Mary, He gave the authority and the right to become the children of God. You see, there was one who was born of essence, the Son of God. But we, by faith, can be accepted and received and be given the authority and glory and privilege of being the children of God when we put our trust and our faith in Him. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you this Christmas morning for the message of this day, for the message of this season, and for the message of this century, and the message of this millennium, and the very central message of history itself. For like an hourglass, all of history passes through these moments in which we recognize Jesus And you will call him Emmanuel, God with us. And I just want to invite you this morning very simply and ask you, do you know? Do you know that he is who the prophets say he is? He is who Moses pictured him to be. He is the anointed one who brings the kingdom. Do, do you know? Have you received him? He came to his own. They didn't receive him. But to anyone who receives him, he gives this privilege, this authority to this day become a child of God. So even if this morning you're not sure whether you know, these just sound like words, but something in your heart responds to the message and the person of Jesus, then today you can know. Today you can put your trust, your faith, your hope in Him and in His name. For to as many as received Him, to those who believe in His name. So maybe just pray this with me if you're not certain. Lord Jesus, today, on this Christmas day, I want to receive you. I want you to be in me and part of my life. I want to follow you. Thank you that you are not just the great king in the sky, but that you're the one who came to suffer and surrender your life and die so that I could live. I ask that you would put into me your indestructible life and make me your own. In Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.